0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to this episode of The Daily Walk Heavenwards Podcast. We are celebrating the Feast of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Jesus Christ, and uh, this gives us an opportunity to reflect on the Eucharist, but also on the most beautiful effects that the Eucharist creates in us, makes us into a living body of Christ in the world. We indeed become whom we receive. Let's open our hearts and our minds to receive the Word of God and let's begin with a prayer.
1: Let us pray. O oh God, who in this wonderful sacrament have left us a memorial of your passion, grant us, we pray, so to revere the sacred mysteries of your body and blood, that we may always experience in ourselves the fruits of your redemption. Who live and reign with God the Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jewish crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Jews quarreled among themselves saying, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I have life because of the Father, so also the one who feeds on me will have life because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Unlike your ancestors who ate and still died, whoever eats this bread will live forever. The Gospel of the Lord. because uh, uh, we want to make sure that the people at home can actually um, follow as well. We are trying, we are trying, so. All right, so. It's a live show, you know, okay. First of all, it's so awesome that Father Jackson joined us for, for this liturgy. Thank you for being here. We are celebrating, uh, the, uh, it's the second Sunday after Pentecost, and you remember that uh, last Sunday we celebrated the Feast of the Trinity. In a way, after the Easter season with the celebration of the reception of the Holy Spirit, we in a way felt equipped enough to take a look at who God is in, perse- in himself. And we are finding out that God is a trinity of persons, it's a a God that is love, and because he's love, he relates to himself and to us in love and in a loving way. We said last Sunday that God, we have to understand that God, more than something that we believe in, must be experienced as someone who relates to us. And he relates to us in love. Therefore, God can be experienced in our lives. And I hope we get this. We can experience the presence of God in our lives and we experience this when we enter into loving relationships with all people. The more we do that, the more we experience God in our lives. Don't you believe me? Try it. It comes with a money-back guarantee. If you don't like it, go back to whatever it is that you want. But that's how we experience God. We can believe, we can study, we can do whatever we want. But God really can be experienced when we love each other. And we especially love our enemies, people who are not agreeing with us. Okay. But now, in a way, the camera shifts attention, focus. Last Sunday, we looked up and we saw who God is. Is. Now we see what God sees. And in a way, these two feasts are two sides of the same coin. When God looks at us, He sees us for who we truly are. His children, the body of Christ. So today we celebrate there are many layers on this celebration. The liturgy of the word makes us understand. That there is a connection between word and the body and blood of Christ. Of course, we are thinking about the Eucharist, the Eucharistic celebration, but most especially, we as the body of Christ, we at a church. So it's our feast day. Happy feast day. I know you'll say thank you after you know behind those masks. So you're welcome. Good. So now we know pretty much a little bit what's going on. We want to enter into this mystery almost tiptoeing but with a heart full of gratitude because God has given us, it's all about receiving gifts today. He has given us the gift of adoption, the gift of His Word, the gift of the body of Christ, the gift of a new identity, the body of Christ. So we can understand ourselves as body of Christ when we behave as part of a body. What happens when a, an organ or a, uh, something in our body doesn't work right? It makes the whole body miserable, doesn't it? It takes one little toothache or an ingrained uh, ingrain hair. Ugh, it makes it ruins everything. But if the full body is healthy, oh, it's gonna be awesome. And that's what we want to understand. That we as a church, as the body of Christ, must constantly move. And we are constantly going towards what the Eucharist wants to achieve in us. The Eucharist, the effects of the Eucharist can be found very simply in a phrase it's St. Augustine is attributed to Augustine, said, we become the one we receive. Whom are we receiving? Christ. Whom are we becoming? It's not a tricky question. Christ, And that's it. We must constantly have this in mind. That when we come here to celebrate, we are celebrating this. What God has done in us, for us, and through us. Making us more and more into the body of Christ. This is the, 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 what we have, must always have in mind. I told you, we can consume all the hosts in the tabernacle. Unless we open our minds and we become willing to live as the body of Christ, the effects of the Eucharist will never be experienced in our lives. Now, let's take a look at what the Word tells us about this. The Gospel comes from the end of chapter 6 of the Gospel of John. It looks, however, that at this point, Jesus really failed because at the end of the chapter, as he's talking about His body and blood. And as he says to his disciples, that unless you eat and drink, you will not have eternal life. Now he puts a condition, unless. This is something that we have to do in order to get what is promised. Okay? Unless I save money, I will not be able to go and visit my mom because I can afford the the plane ticket, right? So it's a condition, cause and effect. Unless we enter into this mystery, unless we eat, we chew the bread and drink his blood. Now, of course, people are going, what are you talking about? That's not possible, and they got stuck, and we find what is, what I think, it's one of the saddest verses in scriptures. Many of his disciples went back to their former way of life they couldn't get it they were not open to entering to the mystery they didn't say what are you talking about can you explain it they just said this is too much we're going to go home and how many of us in the church have given up because we don't understand the gift that we have received the gift that jesus is giving us is a gift for a journey And that's what we get from the first reading, from Deuteronomy. That this is a bread that was unknown, it's a new mystery, but it's also a mystery that must be constantly understood. We individually as a parish, as a church should never settle for not learning about the Eucharist, not learning about the liturgical celebration. Not learning about what God is doing for us in Christ. Why? Because if we stop learning, if we stop meditating, if we stop reflecting on the Eucharist, we are not becoming who we are meant to be. It follows. So it's a breath for a journey. It means that we are people on the move. We are going from one place to another spiritually we are going from individuals to members of the body of christ and we learn how to let go of our attachments in order to receive the gift that god gave us but traditionally probably you are familiar with processions that used to be done on this days, because it was this concept that we as christians follow a person wherever the leader goes you remember follow the leader when we were kids beautiful game it's a christian life Wherever Jesus goes, we follow. But we also understand another thing today, that when we partake of the body and blood of Christ, we are not just receiving a thing. We are participating in the death and resurrection of Jesus, in the body and blood of Jesus, meaning that we are uniting ourselves to him. We are becoming, we must become more and more like him. That's what Paul says to the Corinthians. He says, don't you understand that when you receive communion, you are participating, you're becoming part of Christ. That's why we must always look at, am I able to receive communion? Am I in a state of grace to receive communion? And most especially, am I willing to be transformed into Christ and live Eucharistically? out there in the world? Am I willing to let other people feed off me like Jesus is doing? Do you understand? The gift that God has given us, the gift that we're celebrating today, is absolutely awesome. And I get a little concerned when I read and I hear a lot of um, interesting things that are out there when it comes to the Eucharist, the reception of the Eucharist, and all the many things. I know some people say I should stop reading what other people write, but that's the only way I figure out where where people are, what they are, what is going through.
0: I heard, for example,
1: that uh, there was even a video going around on social media that somebody was saying, well, if you live in a diocese where your bishop has restricted the practice of receiving on the tongue, communion on the tongue, and your conscience does not allow you to receive in the hand. It's okay for you not to receive Jesus. <sighs> My brain just exploded like, whoa. Let's go easy here. We are elevating. We are making likes, likings and dislikings more important than Jesus. That's not a healthy theology of the Eucharist. We are putting what we like ahead of the one we are receiving. Do you understand what I'm saying? It sounds very bizarre that we think we are so important that we can say to God, I don't really care about the gift of your son because he doesn't fulfill what I like and dislike. And unfortunately, there is a lot of that in the church, the way we celebrate, the way we know. Sometimes we want to do things and if the church says, no, oh, I don't go to church because we don't do what I like anymore. What are we becoming? Are we becoming you or we are all becoming Jesus? We have to make this fundamental choice. What are we doing here? Are we willing to become more and more like Christ? And guess what? The Eucharist, the celebration of the Eucharist, belongs to the one who can offer himself to God, the church, the body of Christ. And therefore, we must discern whether or not are we willing to... Let go in order to receive. Or are we holding on and not willing to, and not able to understand and live more deeply this wonderful mystery? So what happens? We want to start looking at this reality and say, what will happen if I grow in this awareness? I am the body of Christ. I'm part of the body of Christ. And in the gift that I receive, word and sacrament, I'm transformed into him. What will they do to our family life? What will they do to our relationships? How can all these things be transformed by Christ who lives in us? I think that if this week we focus on this beautiful gift, that we are made part of the body of Christ, and we're willing to say, yes Lord, I want to be Christ in this situation, I want to be more and more like you, we can experience transformation in us and all around us. And this will be the greatest gift that we can give to our family members, to our neighbors, to this city, to this parish. I hope that we are all, as we continue to pray, can bring to the altar our willingness to deepen our understanding of the Eucharist, to deepen our commitment to become and behave as a body of Christ so that indeed we can witness out there to all people that the gifts of God truly change our lives, truly can make us experience the life that comes from knowing that God is our Father and He loves us immensely.
0: Happy Feast Day. I hope and I pray that you felt inspired to receive the word of God for what it is and to put into practice and reclaim for you this beautiful reality. You are the body of Christ because God made you so. As we continue to live it out, let's remember that uh, we are in this together. So let's pray for one another and I'll talk to you soon. God bless. Bye-bye.